Hey everyone, what's up? It's Matthew here at Midland Pictures. We've got Cody in the studio today. Uh, guest lighting, guest camera, guest cinematography, guest everything. Um, we're going to chat to him a little bit about his background, what he's up to, um, what he wants to do, all that kind of stuff. So check it out. Thanks everyone for being here. Like I said, we got Cody in the studio today, setting all this stuff up. So I think what we're- It's gonna change if we clean it up. What we're gonna do is just kind of talk a little bit about your situation. I'm really curious, cause you watched our first video, right? And how we talked kind of about where both of us came from as far yeah. as our paths into making movies and being filmmakers and all that. Totally. And, you know, I've, I've known Cody. We uh, worked together at a production company here in town. Um, he was an intern and I was an editor post-production uh, supervisor uh, for that company. And um, gosh, how long did that last? Maybe like, not your total time there, but our overlap was maybe, I don't know, like six months or something like that. Yeah. But we, we hit it off pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, and we've Fun. been friends since, always talking, hanging out, talking gear, um, uh, borrowing your truck. <laughs> borrowing my truck, yes. <laughs> and then I got my own. Right. Upgraded. <laughs> They're awesome. I convinced you. I know. The F-150. Can't, right. can't go wrong. And no. yours is still going. Yes. Beautiful. 150 miles. 150,000 miles. Gosh, man. Oh, went to your wedding just recently. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Right. Yep. Newly married. Pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, really, jazzed. I just want to talk a little bit about how you got into filmmaking. Like... Like I said in, in our first episode, you know, my brother and I were VHS camcorders making movies as kids, you know, like carried through here and there through high school and then into college and all that. I'm just kind of curious if you take us through the whole like Cody becoming a filmmaker track a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, man, when I watched the video, I thought, um, same thing, like me and my siblings, we made little home movies in our, uh, in our basement when we were growing up as well. So what gear did you use? Oh my goodness. When we were again, VHS camcorders on yes. your shoulder, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. You're obviously a little bit younger than me, right. so I'm curious what your tools were back then. We had a little Sony point and shoot. Okay. Yeah. So like a, a, a photo camera that could take video. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it was just this little like Sony point and shoot and it didn't even use it was back when they were trying to do that like new media. I can't even remember. It was like it wasn't CFAT. No. Yeah, um, I think I know what you're talking about. It's like uh, I don't even remember what they called it. It was really proprietary. It was like a thin, looked like yes. a stick of gum. Yes. Yeah. 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 Everything I did was digital. You weren't like on those little tiny DV tapes or anything no. like that. Okay. Well, I did use, I did use some of those DV tapes, but uh it was i converted it all to digital when i would capture it so i did get to use there was like a canon xchd numbers 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 camera that i used when i was really young um that i borrowed from my church that uh wrote today it was yeah recorded dv but we i'd always plug it in and okay. usb that off was it that kind of the red it had like a red body and like a like a white off that off-white canon built-in lens yes was it that one? yeah the white yeah because i think i used that in film school it was like in a 2006 killer movie camera from what yeah. i've heard that's what i heard too and but, we used it but for it some of our little like the best class sd films. yeah okay mm -hmm. yep the best sd camera that was out at the time yeah it was cool it was a cool camera so you but. and your brother are making movies in your basement 
yes, brother, sister, that. and all the neighborhood kids. It was mostly we do it in the winter when you couldn't go outside. Right. And so you're making these movies in your basement, just yes. I, did you make them up as you go along? Were they scripted? Actually, a lot of the ideas that we shot were comic strips in the newspaper <laughs> that really? my parents would get. They get the newspaper, and I'd like look through for a comic that I liked. Okay. And then we go act it and film it. <laughs> nice. So. All right. So you were just sort of recreating or parodying in, a, in essence yeah. something that already existed. Right. Okay. And we did the same thing. You know, we did totally. parodies of the Halloween movies and like yeah. Terminator and stuff like that, and we just did our version of it. Totally. Um, so. So what about editing those? Did you guys have a computer or yeah, anything that you could edit them in? Or did you kind of edit it in camera and then whatever the file was, that, that was it? We did have uh, iMovie 2008. So a really early version yeah. of iMovie. Yeah, wow. the very first iMovie. I remember we do it on my, my dad had the uh, that iMac, the last iMac with the tube screen. Right, the, the, the bubble looking one. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, big handle, and you're like, I'm gonna right. bring my iMac to Starbucks. And they had like bright colors and all yep. that. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so that was what we would like cut down our little film on. Nice. It didn't require, like, we shot it pretty straightforward. We would, you know, so it was scene by scene. Sure. And you just drop them in. You went chronologically. Yeah. But you, but, you, just, uh, but you were able to take the files that you made and actually edit them together. Yeah, so we just drop them in in sequence and trim the ends. Do you still have them? Yes. Nice. Yeah, the archives. Are, uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, they right. get shown to like. I got shown to my wife when we were dating. And yep, got to do that. Yeah, I, have, uh, I had to digitize all mine from VHS. Oh yeah. Um, and then I kind of spruced them up a little bit, kind of like a George Lucas special edition kind of thing, where we added like real titles to it oh, and nice. um, a little bit of music. Because back when I did it, you had to play the music like on a boombox. You know, while you were filming, otherwise you couldn't. You know, we didn't have any way to to edit these. It was right. whatever we could do in camera. Right. Um, so I kind of spruced them up and cleaned up some of the edits wow. and stuff to make them a little bit uh, a little bit tighter. Right. But uh, yeah, okay, so that's cool. That's, so you've got yeah. all that stuff. So, you know, from an early age, you're doing filmmaking. Um, mm -hmm. You know, how does that how does that carry through? Did you kind of leave it for a while? Was it something you always did? Yeah. So. Um, after I kind of grew up, I, well, I guess let me start over. I guess I didn't really pursue filmmaking or even, I didn't even, probably at that age, I wouldn't even said it was filmmaking <laughs> or claimed yeah. that it, you know, it was just, uh, we were just having fun with the camera and, right. you know, um, but when I got into high school, I had to take a class. I needed an extra, you know credits or something in high school and um, photojournalism sounded fun yeah you know my dad had some camera equipment some he got a hold of a, a DSLR at that point for his own hobby and I thought he would probably let me borrow it for this class and that would be fun to try that out and whatever so yeah I started taking pictures photographing uh, all the events at school it was a lot of fun I got to go to the events I got to see my friends after hours there's a reason to be there rather than I'm just showing up to just watch you yep. <laughs> um, so it was fun for me to take pictures I got to get really close to the action which was really a blast um, you know with the uh, essentially your press passes really cool feeling to like oh, I get to be on the football field during our state football game you know it's 
it's fun. So all access. Right, right. So you got to go down there and be on the field, um, do a lot of photography. I worked out a deal with my journalism teachers that I could uh, only take pictures. That was all I wanted to do. And I guess that wasn't a typical thing, but that's kind of how I framed it to them. I was like, hey, this is really what I want to do. And they were like, that's great. And allowed me to do that. So I didn't have to do any spreads, any layout, no writing, because I wasn't good at that. And I right. didn't, wanna, didn't want to get better, I guess, at that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at writing so uh, so yeah I stuck to photography and it's it was yeah it was a blast and my high school yearbook from my senior year is like a portfolio of work it was kind of kind of fun but during high school I knew that I like wanted to do photography and so I was trying to get hooked up with a photographer to just learn whatever I could um, it's something that I just it clicked in my brain um, framing, camera settings, um, I kind of was a technical yep. kid anyway, you know, loved computers and that stuff, so um, this was just another computer and I felt like it was a, you know, a, it, was a, it was a paintbrush that I could understand, Yeah. Um, if that's a good way to put it. Uh, I, re I realized, you know, I guess, I remember I watched your other, other videos, you guys kind of talked about school and how it was hard in different ways and I think um, as far as being an artist for myself, school never really taught me um, that art could be subtractive and that cinematography and photography are subtractive art forms because you have the whole world and you have to whittle it down to what you want. Whereas when you paint or do drawings or write, um, a lot of the art activities you do in school make a clay pot it's you have nothing and you have yeah. to create the world and my brain just didn't work like that mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't know uh, any other way to do art I just was like I'm not artistic because they would hand me like <laughs> a pile of clay and I'm like I got nothing or you know yeah. write a story I'm like I can't think of anything you know the blank page I could just never get an idea going and even if I did try to you know I just never felt like it was I never felt like I could get to a good spot with it until until I started taking pictures and it was like, okay, this is this just makes sense. It's like let's just clear everything out and make it simple, you know. So And I've really gone a step further because you're not just looking at, you know, the photo is, you know, uh, especially the stuff you were doing more journalism style, you're looking for compositions and grabbing like truthful moments, pure moments and just people doing what they do. Right. Um, now that you're doing filmmaking your painting is done with light and you know when you're in high school that's not necessarily something that is a tool you know of camera and lights that you have access to and it's i think there's like there's a process of changing your brain from just observing the world as it is and then starting to actually see those things especially as you're exposed to film Mm -hmm. Why does, you know, why, why is that street so beautifully lit at night when I go to my street and I can't see anything, you know, and, and what are they doing there that that still feels real to me, but, um, but says something or evokes an emotion or whatever the case may be. Oh, I said, whatever the case may be, there's going to be like a, like a bell that goes off whenever I say whatever the case may be, because this is one of my, I guess, current phrases that I say somebody, repeatedly in situations like this. Funny. It is funny. Somebody bring that up to you. That's good. I'm actually self-observed. I've caught myself in these videos doing it, and um, I don't know if I do it normally. I'll have to see. You'll have to watch. Keep an ear out for Keep it. Keep an ear out. So anyway, <laughs> so painting with light, you know, you're, 
you know, you're in high school and you're exposed to these different mediums as far as art goes, mm -hmm. and the one that really clicks is photography. Yeah. You know, painting with pictures, in essence. And I'm sure some of the painting happens, especially as post-production software develops on photography, Photoshop, Lightroom, um, Aperture, you know, whatever, whatever you may have used. Um, you can really do a lot with a photo that way. Um, so, right. And that's exciting. Right. And I think the natural progression for a lot of people who do photography, especially if they touch on the journalism side, is to move into video. Throw in the tech thing, which was always with me, hooking up dad's stereo, the new TV's here, oh, I know how to hook oh, it up, yeah. the computer, nobody knows how to use the computer, I know how to use it. But then you're still having this toe into um, these creative and artistic sensibilities, this desire to create and collaborate. Yeah. Um, and that's where we have a lot of overlap, which is why I think we get along really well. And I think with DJ, it's the same. It's the same thing, you know. There's, I think he's actually he's he's more on the creative side than I am, um, and and he's still technical, no doubt. But he's more interested in the expression and the creative. He's he's more drawn to that, and I think I cite a little bit more on the tech, um, maybe because there's it's sort of like an easier world to control. I think part of my personality is a little bit about maintaining control of things and post-production and software and all that. It's like, it's something that I can um, really like have broken into like rules. You know, you see this, you do this, you, see, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. As opposed to showing up on a set and just going, all right, we got to block this. We got to light this. We got to figure out how we're moving the camera. Like right. it's, it can be difficult. Yeah. Um, anyway, so to wrap that up, you're, you know, through high school, Photos, um, starting to get into video stuff. Take me, take me uh, the rest of the way. Yeah, so I was in high school and I was looking for a photographer that I could learn under, um, somebody that would uh, be willing to hire me on and teach me stuff, or you know, have me around and learn me some things. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, and I found that um, at the production company you were at. Okay. And uh, that's when we met. Yep. Um, and so I was super green and uh, didn't know anything. And you're like 18, 19 at this point? Yeah. Is that right? It was like 18, 17, 17, 18. Okay. So you were still finishing up high school? Yeah, I was still in, in high school. Okay. And actually when I... For some reason I thought you were at, at uh, like you already started like Metro or something. I did. So okay. that was, yeah. So I kind of, I think I was there for two years. I was with, we yeah. were together. So... Okay. Uh, cause I was just finishing up high school and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. So I was thinking about going to Lincoln and studying journalism, uh, under Bruce. He was the professor there and, uh, it was a really good program. They had a bunch of gear. There was a really cool program when you were a senior that they take you on a trip to another country, um, and do a journalism project there. It was all fully funded. It was a really cool program. Um, so I was thinking about going there, and then the other option was Metro, and that's what um, I learned when I was at the production company. Uh, a lot of the guys there had been to Metro, mm -hmm. learned there, uh, and they said the photography program was excellent. Um, and so I was kind of going over the numbers, and I was like, yeah, you know, let's, let's do Metro, because it's cheap, and I can go, and it's two years, I'll knock mm -hmm. it out see what I think, and then I can hit up Lincoln after that for nice. journalism. So you kind of got the strategy in place. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I was going to try to do both, learn kind of art, fine art photography, and then also 
uh, journalism, photography, photojournalism. But again, you were still sort of in the photography world. That yes. was the primary emphasis. Video totally. was there, and maybe still, mm -hmm. still, but it wasn't the forefront of what your right. objective was. Okay. Right. So, uh, and I did, I did have the opportunity to do video with the the production company we yep. were a part of because that was what you were doing. And so uh, I spent some time dabbling, um, and it was piquing my interest. Yeah. For sure, um, and I think we were we were five Ds there. Um, that was what you know. Still, I think we were still around 2010, 2011 at the time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, everything was like the five D Mark One, maybe the Mark Two. Five D Mark Two was the big deal. Okay, I remember. Yep, <laughs> uh, Mark One couldn't shoot video. I don't think. That's right. That's right. And so the Mark Two was like a huge oh, breakthrough. Yeah, because full frame sensor. On. Yep. Yep. It was cool. So. That was a huge learning opportunity, and uh, I went to Metro. Metro was awesome. They had, I got to shoot on film. I got to do uh, a bunch of artistic, like, you know, processes. Like dark room, all that. Yeah, dark yeah. room stuff. And then we did some all process stuff where you mix up the, your these chemicals and you paint them on a piece of paper, mm -hmm. and then it's like photography. You know, yeah. Uh, you print off negatives and scan it, or uh, print off negatives on scantron paper, and then you can expose an image on a piece of watercolor paper is yeah. a blast. But through all that, uh, I realized that photography wasn't really for me. All through school, I just loved team projects and I had to be on a team and I, um, teamwork was like the thing that got me the most excited. Collaboration. Collaboration, yeah. exactly. Um, Cause I think that's a recurring theme in the people that I've worked with that mm -hmm. I've stayed working with is that real desire for collaboration. Um, you do mm -hmm. get some of those, I don't know what the right word is, maybe auteur, you know, who need people to help them, but they really ultimately want to craft the thing all on their own. Whereas I'm excited for other people's input. I'm excited for what you bring to the table. I'm excited for your ideas. You know, for me, it's always been best idea wins. I don't care if it comes from a second assistant. I don't care if it comes from my mom, um, right. you know, whoever it is that has this thing that's going to make what we're making better. It's all good. So, yeah. so at Metro, you really find out that collaboration is really important to you. Yeah. So, uh, and photography just didn't offer that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it did to some degree. I mean, it probably was what I could make of it, but it didn't, Yeah. it wasn't like, you know, cause there's, um, there's artists out there, there's photographers out there that do set up these elaborate like movie sure. set style scenes for a yeah. single photograph. And I thought that was really cool. Um, like Gregory Crudson, uh, mm -hmm. he's the he's the guy, uh, I love his art. His photography is so cool. And uh, it's because each photograph he takes is like a movie set. Right. And there's like a huge crew that comes mm -hmm. out, everybody's on talkies, he's got it all figured out. Hmm. Um, and then you takes this one picture and it's just like, wow. <laughs> Epic. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, you know, it really is. And they all speak into, you know, human moments. I think there's a grittiness to it. Um, and I love it. You know, it's fun. He makes these worlds. And I thought that was really cool. And I thought, you know, how hard it would be to get there and to do that. Um, and even still then, at the end of the day, he is himself. Right. Mm -hmm. With his idea and... Uh, and I don't know how the crews work in that way, you know, but it seemed like it would still be something I would have to create for myself mm -hmm. if I was going to do something like that, like what Gregory Crutzen does. So I, uh, 
I had been also shooting video and enjoying it, and I thought, you know, I was sitting at the theater and the credits scroll, and there's uh, hundreds of names. Oh, yeah. And Especially, I, like, CGI movies and all that. I mean, oh, it yeah. It takes ten minutes to get through them. Right, right. Yeah, the VFX guys go, and it's just like, okay. But yeah, I look up there and I go, all these guys had to row together to make that movie that I just watched so I could walk away with this feeling. And that's awesome. And I feel like that was where it's at. You have collaboration mm -hmm. and art and, uh, and what you do changes lives. Yeah. You know. The impact of the story on our really? audience. Really? Yes, yeah. exactly. A big blockbuster movie changes lives. Yeah. Art house indie movie does too. Not that it's, you're right, right, right. You're sure. saying it doesn't, but it, not that it know, doesn't. But yeah, a good yeah. story. A know, good, good story is a good story. Good story is a Short good story. Films, documentary, all that stuff. Right. Um, right. But narrative. So, so you're sitting in this theater, and it's sort of just this. Oh, this is it. Like, like yeah. I think this is where I need to move toward. So I had a movie theater moment too. Like yeah. I said in the other video, you know, mine was more behind the scenes. Like, I wanna, I wanna think this stuff up. Yes. I wanna write it. And then it, that evolved into, especially through film school, I'm really enjoying, I really enjoyed the collaboration, but being on set was very stressful to me. And I think it's stressful, again, because of the nature of my personality, liking things to be balanced and sort of, I don't want to say controlled, like they have to be, there can't be any sort of wild cards or deviations or new things that come up, but there's something relaxing to me about working on stuff behind the computer and putting it together, sort of writing with film clips um and set was, was always difficult for me and it's gotten better now that we're doing this especially commercial shoots but i'll be curious how narrative goes if you really get a team together of people that you know some are learning but you know most everybody kind of knows what they're doing and there's time pressure there's budget issues there's you know i don't know issues that come up during production that um you know derail your plan you know somebody gets sick whatever the case may be oh yeah Said it, whatever the case may be. <laughs> Caught it. I know. I would have missed it. You would have missed it. Okay. So that was my little sidetrack there. But, um, oh, but I was going to touch on that too. You said um, doing doing the narrative stuff, and uh, I've done it. Yeah. So uh, it's and it's a blast. Right. So you so you have this moment in this theater, and and you know that you're you're moving in this direction, mm -hmm. and I. Uh, uh, eventually you moved away from working at the production company where I was. Um, yep. I imagine ramped up st your studies at Metro mm -hmm. um, and are out there, you know, with the video setting turned on more than the photo setting turned on, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So there's sort of that little area, I guess, uh, to, to, to move through the rest of your story, sort of post-production company with me and Metro into you know more where you are now i wrapped up at metro and i knew i didn't want to do photography but i finished just to have to, to have yeah. completed it and um from there i had actually already been holding a couple jobs where i was a videographer mm -hmm. um i got a part-time job at my church shooting right. all of their video work mm -hmm. uh, while I was in school. And so I was really, you know, dedicated to that and then also kind of going to school. <laughs> but um, but it was, it was good. And then uh, after I wrapped up school, or just before I wrapped up school, I got uh, a job offer from an architecture firm 
to be an intern for them as well. Furnace is kicking on, so we're gonna have a little bit of sound differentiation, but Dude, it's all you good. pointed it out in the last video. You're like, I the know. furnace, and I didn't hear it. So, um, <laughs> the last video, I, the studio tour one, it didn't kick on while I was filming it. The first one that we did, I turned the heat off, but I've got uh, the kiddo and my wife upstairs, so I don't want to turn the heat off on them because it'll get kind of cold in the house. So we're going to let the furnace turn on and just deal with it. And that's part of why we're going to update the studio so we can drywall it, put some sound deadening up. You know, the furnace will probably still kick on and make some noise, but it'll be way better um, in situations like this when we're filming on the weekend. I think most of the time we film during the week, but, um, but Cody, we just happened to talk this morning. Wow, that's loud. Yeah. We just happened to talk this morning and uh, it just fell together. It was very last minute. Um, yeah. Man, that is so quick. Isn't that 10 minutes? Isn't that amazing? We're already like 30 minutes into this thing. Jeez. Just cut out, too. Got this sweet butterfly lighting. It's good. Okay, so what were we talking about? You know, there's sort of two paths you can take. Let's say once you decide to not work at the church anymore, you can go all in with like freelancing and trying to cobble together income as a cinematographer, videographer, sort of media photo creative, right? Mm -hmm. You could um, try to find a job at one of the production companies in town, which is kind of tough here in Omaha because yeah. a lot of them rely on contractors because they just don't have the gross income to have true employees. Right. Um, payroll, taxes, right. all that stuff. It's, it's it's very expensive and for some of the small businesses, especially especially at this time period, because Omaha hasn't really, I feel, caught up with some of the other major markets, Chicago, LA, New York, um, right. with the importance of video, especially in social media. It's still a town where video is looked at as something, you know, you film a commercial, you... Yeah. Um, you know, if you do make a web video, you're going to hire one of the bigger houses in town and it's going to be very expensive. Um, you know, but you start seeing these production companies popping up, the one we worked at, mm -hmm. now mine, because the demand's starting to increase. Video is becoming more and more important for social media, especially Facebook, and creating actual, you know, web-based advertising, basically marketing, totally. branding, all that. But at this time, finding full-time employment benefits, all that stuff is a little difficult. And um, the other option is, of course, to try to work in the video world with an in-house video slash marketing team at you know an existing company. Um, right. So that takes things a little bit further. But but you're sort of circling around, wrapping things up at your church. Mm -hmm. And then looking at what's what's next beyond that, and if that's wrong, you know, correct me. But um, kind of take me through that process. Not necessarily why you wanted to leave working at the church, but um, in making that decision, what what are your options? So I was an intern at my church, and then I was also an intern at my at this architecture firm in town at the same time, and they were testing me out to see if I would be a good fit uh, as a full time employee for their video department, uh, which was just me. <laughs> they were trying to see if they wanted to do video. And um, they did, and they liked it, and they liked what, we were, what I was doing. And so they uh, offered me a full-time position. 
And this is like this position is being created. It does not exist at this architecture firm. Mm -hmm. There's no you know video department there. And this is kind of what I'm talking about about Omaha and you know companies starting to build in-house video production capabilities because mm -hmm. they realize that for the web, like it's incredibly important to have video content. Right. So you're the beneficiary of that. They decide after the internship, we want to create a department in essence. And even if it's just one person, you, um, it's still technically a department or a sub department of the marketing right. department and marketing and advertising, whatever, whatever, uh, I was about to say, whatever the case may be, uh, terrible. So, um, so they decide they want to hire you full time. Yes. And be their their guy who's making video. Yep. And I so I took the offer, and uh, it was really funny. Like all this life change at once. First full time job, and then I also moved out that same day, first start day, and um, moving out were right, the same right. same, same day. day. It was funny. Big so, change. Um, but it was great. Moved into a house with some guys. It was a great time. Uh, and then. This was several years ago, and then I've been there now at this company for two and a half years. Wow, that's great. And uh, we've been doing video for a while. I get to travel. The company has several offices around the uh, states, and so as people get hired that we want to promote mm -hmm. and uh, projects get finished, um, I'll fly around and travel to go uh, capture those and tell the story. Um, which has been uh, an awesome opportunity. Yeah. And it's been great, just consistent income. Right. Yeah, yeah so. so you have that stability. Again, when you're <clears throat> freelancing, um, you know, you're not necessarily knowledgeable of where the next paycheck's coming from. Mm -hmm. um, you're always scrounging up, you know, trying to make deals, take meetings, uh, collaborate with new people, try to figure right. all that out. And it can be, it can be difficult, it can be stressful, especially when you couple that with, again, Omaha really, just starting to um, take to on a lot of video stuff. Mm -hmm. Being a young filmmaker and wanting to pursue uh, filmmaking and freelance, uh, I think it was a good opportunity to have a full-time job, mm -hmm. especially when I'm young because the employability, the employability of a young filmmaker isn't great, especially in yeah. Omaha. Mm -hmm. um, not very many people are gung-ho about mm -hmm picking up a young kid for something that would, for a job that would support, yeah. um, you know, a living. Right. So, uh, so I think it was great to out of school, have a company pick me up so that I could consistently have work mm -hmm. and then also, um, you know, meet people, make relationships and pursue, you know, projects kind of on the side. Well, the exciting thing too is that through your internship, it's obvious that as you're making video content, they start to see the value of it, and you're right. making yourself um, really, uh, uh, really valuable to them as part of the team and mm -hmm. what they need to do to communicate their brand, all that stuff. So I think it's 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 exciting that that kind of worked out for you to have had the internship. And I don't know if that was like part of the master plan, like okay, I'm going to get this internship, I'm going to go there, I'm going no. to make sure that they you know, can't live without me and they're gonna hire me and I'm gonna be like making architecture videos and all that. And I don't mean, you know what I mean? But like through that through that work, you know, they realize this is really important and we work well with you and uh, we want, I, I just think it's a big deal that a company creates a position around something that even at the time could have possibly, they could have felt like was a little bit of a, a gamble maybe, I don't know, like, uh, 
you know, did they understand that video was really here to stay, that this is going to be the way that people communicate their brand and advertise and market and all right. that stuff moving forward. So that's, you know, that's just, that's just a, a really exciting thing for someone just out of uh, Metro's program to uh, be able yeah. to take on such uh, a cool position. Um, and that's lasted for two and a half years. And um, at the same time, though, you've been working as a filmmaker, mm -hmm. whether it's your own narrative films that you've made with other people that are directing and writing the stuff that you've directed and written or whatever yourself. None of that. <laughs> so you've been exclusively mostly cinematography. Yeah. And so... cam op and gaffing, you know, all that kind of stuff associated with, um, with uh, the camera and lighting. Yep. Yep. So since school, um, I've wanted to do narrative work. That's been my driving um, passion, like we talked about mm -hmm. earlier. And the church gig and the corporate gig don't really lend themselves to that. Um, I try to sneak it in there when I have <laughs> the opportunity to say, like, oh, what if we wrote a script and did this? But it, did, it wasn't prolific, and um, the support wasn't always there when I would uh, yeah. present that opportunity. So... Um, so I was, uh, coming out of school, I had an opportunity to shoot film with a crew. It was part of a class. And then we were, our goal was to submit to the Omaha Film Festival. And so as a part of, uh, so we, we did the film, we made the film, we submitted and we got it in and we were all, uh, very like blown away that we were able to get something in the Omaha Film Festival. And. Uh, it was a great time, great opportunity. We got to go meet a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a good time to uh, just kind of get a vibe for the Omaha filmmaking community. Um, and so uh, we went to, <clears throat> so, or I guess, so anyway, yeah. since then I've been able to stay in touch with a lot of those guys and we're constantly... Um, trying to make films and I, I make sure that everybody that I talk to knows that um, I want to shoot their stuff. Uh, I always solicit myself as a cinematographer uh, who will do other things. <laughs> um, that sounds weird, but, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, like I'd love to, I'd love to shoot your film, but uh, I'll grip it or I'll yeah. gaff it or um, I'll be a PA if you need me to be a PA. You I just, just, you just want to be on set making yes. narrative film you know, totally. in whatever capacity totally. it is. So, so, so you've had the opportunity to work, um, uh, sort of above the line crew as DP. Yep. Um, and then you've done other stuff, whether it's gripping, uh, gaffing, um, totally. like you said, PAing, whatever it is. But for the most part, it's been with other aspiring filmmakers, other professional filmmakers in the sense that they're probably doing stuff kind of like we do. We get paid to do corporate nonprofit, right. whatever. But, you know, I haven't, you know, I haven't sold a movie. I haven't had something play in a festival. I haven't uh, pursued that necessarily all in because I stick mostly with the writing side of things. But um, uh, but you've had the chance to work with those individuals. Have you have you had, um, you know, experience in any uh, commercial gigs like, uh, you know, a television commercial or, you know, a, a sort of a bigger shoot locally uh, at all? Um, no, I haven't. Uh, no, not really. Okay. Um, so, nothing paid if that's what you're asking. Yeah, I mean, so there was like a, yeah, there was like this, that 10 hour, 10 directors thing right. that happened where that was like the biggest thing I've been a part of is okay. these two reds. Yep. We were doing <clears throat> some wireless 
focus with a nice couple ICs. And nice. It was it was like a big shoot, yeah. but so you got to work with some pretty high end gear, red camera, remote mm -hmm. fo uh, focus pulling, all that kind of stuff. Right. Right. Um, so back to the Omaha Film Festival, you you had that first movie play in, in uh, the festival. Have you had any other movies that you've been a part of get submitted and accepted to the festival? Yeah, so since that first one, I've been in the festival every year since then, and that was four or five years ago, I think. Nice. So um, every year I've consistently been doing more and more work. Uh, last year I had two films in, this year I had four. Um, wow, four? Yeah, that nice. I was a part of. Three of which I've photographed, and then one that I was graphing, uh, <laughs> gripping, <laughs> gaffing. Gaffing and gripping, which happens a lot. Graphing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, <laughs> and also for some of those too, I mean, not, you, you haven't just been exclusively behind the camera or, you know, working as DP, you've also helped out in post-production, right? You've yeah. done editing and, um, I'm sure some sound designing, color grading, things yep. like that. Yep. So a lot of the times, uh, the cinematographer will kind of get handed the edit, at least in my situation, I seem to get handed the edit. So, uh, and that's everything on the post side, pretty much. Uh, I've been trying to take less and less of that because I, I edit all day at work and then I come home and I don't want to work on the edit for a short film as much and so it, it's hard to get something yeah. for free finished on time when I'm not enthusiastic about it as much. So at work, Cody is, he does it all. He's the one man band. He's yep. filming, he's sourcing gear, rentals, whatever the case may be. Whatever the case may be. <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta break this he's do he's doing everything on pre-production production all that stuff and then um and i say all that stuff a lot too uh and then post-production as well so you're handling yeah. the edit which at work you're editing on a pc in premiere pro correct yes tier okay so good you're one of us, one <laughs> of us with the final cut one of us um but you're also doing, you know, probably some basic audio stuff, whether that's just handling it in Premiere or, or kicking it out to another application. Um, yep. And then you're doing a lot of your grading um, in DaVinci Resolve, right? Uh, yeah, I've been practicing that. So a little bit of DaVinci Resolve, but then for the most part, you can get some of it done in Premiere Pro. Yeah, I'll, I'll take care of it in Premiere Pro mostly, unless I have... Mm -hmm. Sometimes I have the time to fiddle around with DaVinci, and then I'll, I'll use that time to right. try it out. But sometimes there's just not enough time to kick it out. You just want to yeah, keep it in sometimes one, it depends one on sandbox that. and leave it at that. So what I was getting at was... <clears throat> life on the edge. Was in your personal professional pursuits, the stuff, the short films and, and the stuff that you want to do, you, like, you want to be all in with uh, DPing. Um, director of photography. And that doesn't mean that you don't, you're not okay with doing other stuff, but if you had it your way, you would really be truly a, a cinematographer. Yes. And... For me, I think, although I think, I think if I was really involved with production, I think ultimately it would be directing. Um, although for me, I really enjoy the editing process. Um, yeah. I like writing, which to me is sort of like editing, but on the front end. Um, you know, writing, revising, all that stuff, and then I feel like editing is something similar. You're really retelling the story and and figuring out the story in post-production um you know going based off the script and all that stuff but you always find things in the edit where you're like oh i'm Ooh. i don't have this or oh they did this and this this opportunity to kind of 
move this scene into this area as opposed right. to maybe what it was originally written as. Um, uh, and that's where I get really excited. And again, yeah. being behind the computers, a little bit more control. I got my coffee, you know, there's mm -hmm. no weather. It's not, you know, 2 a.m. Um, you you know, and, and you really <laughs> thrive in those conditions. Like that's, that's where you really, um, you know, the adrenaline's going, the excitement, the fun, all mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So you wanted to talk about one film that you worked on and some of the people that you partnered with. Yeah. Um, and sort of the the closest to the, like, a more of a true Hollywood Feel. filmmaking, you know, team and collaboration and all that. Go for it. Yeah. So um, on one of my most recent films, First Hunt, that I did with some friends, uh, aspiring filmmakers, uh, we wanted to do it bigger than we'd ever done it before. Uh, the script was pretty uh, elaborate. Mm -hmm. was going to be pretty tricky to pull off some of the stuff. And this is a short film, right? Yeah, just yeah. a short film. It was for 17 minutes. And so I uh, also thought it would be a great opportunity to try and crew it like a regular, you know, like a big Hollywood film. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, just went going through my contacts list, my good friends, my filmmaking friends, and I just hit people up and I was like, hey, do you want to help? 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 And we pulled together um, full team, A and B camera, nice. two ACs, a third AC, a slate, and um, a grip and a gaff, a uh, gripper, a gripper, a grip and a gaffer. And, uh, and then you had a director. And then we had a director, a producer, producer and then a, an assistant director, actually, as well. for nice. the extras. first AD? Yep, so we had That's a first awesome. AD. So yeah, it was really cool uh, that we were able to pull together all these people. Um, but it was it was kind of funny as the film went on. We had <laughs> we we did a lot of planning up front for the first couple days of shooting, and then the last couple days were a little more uh, flexible, or I guess I don't know. We didn't have them nailed down. We didn't have locations, but they were planned and so it was hard because we couldn't go to the crew and say hey we need you for these six days at these times and make them commit to that so it was really kind of humorous as the short film went on as production went on everybody just started dropping off <laughs> so we got to like the last shoot day and it was just me and the director and well, I think, I think sound you're, guy. you're gonna deal with that because because of you know anytime it's a volunteer set and yep. you know people's levels of commitment are different um right, right. they have other obligations or you know you know they want to you know netflix and chill or they've got school or they've got you know totally. other stuff that they need to do and you know a film is incredibly time consuming there's strange hours all that stuff so not necessarily to cut them a break but just to say that's the challenge I mean, yeah try, that's the... trying to yes. really bring a team of people together anywhere and collaborate on a film for IMDb credit and craft <laughs> services and maybe, you know, uh, you know yeah. pizza brought in for lunch and hopefully yes. not dinner if you're on that long of a shoot. But, right. um, you know, it's difficult. So you're really yeah. going to see the people who are most passionate, who are most dedicated, rise to the top. And the others, you know, are, are good for maybe smaller time commitments. Right, um, right. So not necessarily a knock against them, but just this is what you're up against as someone who this is this is going to be your life. And for other people, maybe it's a hobby or something that they enjoy, you know, doing when they can. Totally. Um, so. Um, oh, I was going to say, yes. just to wrap that up, though, um, I just felt like that was 
like the closest I could get, you know, that I was the most passionate um, I was because it was so cool to have everybody there. When everybody was there, it was awesome. Um, just working together and uh, everybody was rowing together and I thought it was just like, man, this is this is it. This is, this is what I want to do. So just talk us through, you know, sort of that, like, the dream situation for you, you know, um, at the end of the day, I really just want my own company, do my own thing and collaborate with other filmmakers and creatives and everything from comic books to YouTube videos. Um, so yeah. I'm curious what your, if you, if you know it, sort of like what your dream situation would be. Yeah. So today my dream, it's always changing. Of course. <laughs> but today my dream situation would definitely be, uh, collaborating with uh, incredible people, doing, um, I, I would say narrative work. Uh, well, definitely narrative work. I'm trying to think how to phrase this. Um, sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, is, 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 it, is it something like, like you want to be like, you know, you want to be like a Roger Deakins where you have, you know, this incredible talent, this incredible skill, and you're bouncing around from project to project. That's, I guess, always what I thought your dream was, but, and I, and I very well could be wrong, but, um, you know, sort of, is it something like that at all? Yeah, yeah, so I think big picture, you know, yeah, if I could have it my way, I would, I would totally be Roger Deakins. I'd take his <laughs> place. Um, I think, when I look at him and I look at his work and uh, even when I hear him talk about his work and uh, the way he thinks, um, I just feel like I do really like line up with, with him. Yeah. Um, he's very much uh, of the thinking that, you know, he, I've heard him say, he's like, I don't have a style, you know, because uh, you don't need a style. The style is given to the film and my style will be whatever tells the story the best and um, I felt like I could never find my own personal style and so you know hearing him say that it's just like that's me like I can fit any style I need to but I don't like this is my style <laughs> um, so uh, yeah I feel like I do align with him a lot and you know if I had my way I would love to be you know flying out for shoots um, every two months or every month you know doing big long productions or commercials if they need me to, um, working on teams with lots of people. Um, and seeing your work in movie theaters. Yeah, and, and ultimately, yeah, seeing my work yeah. in movie theaters I think would be, would be awesome if I could help tell someone's story in a way that uh, just moves people, you know, that would be that yeah. would be awesome, so. Same here, I mean, my, yeah. I've always, you know, dreamt of having a movie play and seeing written by or edited by, you know, me. Um, yes. And, uh, you know, even if it's, even if it's a short documentary that plays, you know, in a couple of indie art house theaters and, you know, major markets, um, all the way to, you know, something that's a little bit more of a blockbuster on a bigger scale, you know, that's, that's always been something for me since I saw, you know, Jurassic Park at 14 years old, you know, that, uh, that keeps me, uh, yeah. you know, pursuing all this and working in filmmaking. 
sitting in our basement, my basement, making YouTube videos. Well, cool, man. I yeah. appreciate you kind of talking us through the whole story and sort of what you're up to. So thanks everyone for watching. Uh, again, this is Cody. Um, we'll have some of his information in the description uh, for how to follow him and all that stuff on social. Um, and until the next time, I guess that's it. Thank you. Bye.